When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You get to retire anywhere in the world. Where's it going to be? 651-641-1071. Also, uh, I forgot to say, it can't be in the United States. 651-641-1071. If you could retire anywhere, not in the United States, where would it be? And why, Bradley, why are we asking? Um, Basically because I found this article about um, the best places to retire every year. Um, and I just want to pull up the actual information, so I'm not talking about my behind hole. Um, the 2022 Retirement Index, which is put out by something called International Living, which, frankly, you had to give them an email address to actually go to the thing. But another outfit did a report of the report, and they had the annual list of destinations where a retired couple, so you and your loved one, mm-hmm. can live comfortably on as little as... $2,000 a month. Wow. Living comfortably. So they, they look at that and a bunch of other things they put into, um, you know, the uh, metrics for how they mm-hmm. determine this list each year. And they've been doing this, by the way, for 31 years. So 651-641-1071. If you were going to live anywhere other than the U.S., where would it be and why? And I can tell you, like, all the different categories that they put together that then determine the list, and I can happily tell you uh, the whole or parts of the list um, as we're waiting for calls. Is there a particular part of this question that's jumping out to you, Colleen? Well, Do you have I, an answer? Do you have a question? I, yeah, I mean, I am a little bit curious. I, I understand, you know, what when they say living comfortably. I want to understand better what does that mean, living comfortably for $2,000 a month. Well, I can tell you that based on, you know, they do do some actual interviews of people and people who live in these different countries. And then they look at 10 categories. And again, this is living as comfortable, living comfortably on as little as it doesn't mean that. Right. Always that amount, but could be as little as. Mm-hmm. And the categories include housing, benefits and discounts, visas and residence costs, fitting in, like how easy it is to fit in as a retiree. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Entertainment, development, climate, health care, you know, how the countries are governed, opportunity, and then, of course, cost of living. And they are trying, uh, when they put this list together, to find locations where retirees can spend less money but live happily and healthy. And... Um, experiencing, quote, a new country without straying too far from what's familiar. Mm. Uh, Let's go to the phones. We've got Gail on the line. Hi, Hi, Gail. Gail, Gail, if you could retire anywhere in the world, not in the United States, where would you retire? Well, I have to preface this with a little story. 
but I'm, I'm retired now, but I have a younger daughter and husband and my first grandson. And the four of us are going to re- move to Costa Rica. Ooh. Hey, guess what, Gail? What? That's number two on this list. Serious? It's, yeah. It's, it's got really good health care and um, lots of good things yeah, that you're, made it doable. You're absolutely right. When are you going to do this? Do you know? Well, right now, we're in the process of having containers built for us. And it's this little village called Alegria Village, just outside of San Mateo. And we're going to live in these containers that have been renovated. And so we're in the process of doing that. How cool is that? This sounds like so much fun. I can tell you, Gail, I'm looking at the list of, again, this is from... Uh, a list that was put together and it's done annually. Uh, and uh, as I said on the list of the 10 best places to retire, Costa Rica was number two, meaning at the top of the list. And it says that the cost of living, a single person can live on between $1,600 and $2,000 a month. Um, Health care, apparently, once you become a resident, you can pay either monthly into their universal medicine program, which is just like 7 to 11% of your income, wow. or you can buy private insurance out of pocket for like $50 a visit to your doctor. Oh, my God. And it's great. It sounds like you're in good shape, Gail. Thank you. I am very excited, and it will be cool once we oh, get there. Oh, yeah. Send us pictures. Yeah, please do. And then have us down. We'll come see you. Yes. Yeah, we'll come visit. We'll broadcast from there. Uh, Gail, thank you for your call, and uh, best of luck in that journey. That's amazing. Um, Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica, beautiful. Beautiful. I don't know where where in Costa Rica she is talking about. I would love to live on the the, um, Caribbean. Oh, my gosh. It just looks beautiful there. And um, you can't beat some of those uh, stats that you were spitting there. Yeah. I mean, hey, universal health care. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll take Thank that. You. Have we got anyone else on the that phone, Holly, great. before we devolve into areas that we're not uh, talking about? We've got Jeff on the line. Hi, Jeff. Jeff, where would you like to retire? Anywhere in the world? Well, I thought more about it, and I am, my ancestry is from Ireland. I would mm. love to bring my body, my genetics back to that island and, um, you know, thrive writing books and and reading and, uh, you know, wearing different hats. I think I would enjoy living in Ireland. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you for your call, Jeff. By all accounts, I can say it's not on this list, but I do know that Ireland is on the list of like the, you know, that that whenever you see people reference something called the happiness index, mm-hmm. Ireland is usually uh, near the tippy top of that list as well. Meaning in terms that of quality just, of life. Yeah, there's a lot of real mm-hmm. happy people because they got a, a lot of real things that make them happy. Yeah, healthcare. Mm-hmm. What? Sorry, I didn't say anything. Hi, Uh, Bradley. Where would you go? Well, if I were um, okay, so if I were to not look at this list and just pick from like where in my head, what's Mm -hmm. my gut? I want to be on a Caribbean island, Mm -hmm. probably a place like Saint Lucia, um, or even the Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, like somewhere in that area of uh, the world. I would just. We've been watching the series on. Uh, TV. It's called Death in Paradise, and it takes place in this fictional island called Saint Marie, but it's really Guadeloupe. I don't speak French, but I mean, whatever. Sign me up. You've got Google Translate. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that'll help. <laughs> Holly, where would you retire? I 
would love to go to the Mediterranean. Mm. Mm. I could see you in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. A little south of France, maybe, or somewhere in Italy. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm retired and I don't have to be anywhere in particular yeah. in any given day, yeah. I would mm-hmm. like to be parked in front of the ocean yeah. with a with a nice orange. I hear you. Yeah, Just park it right there with your orange. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for asking, you guys. I would go to, I, I think the island life is the life for me, but uh, with a wide-brimmed hat. Um, I probably would go to Santorini, Greece. It is the most beautiful place oh, in the sure, entire world. Yeah. Oh. I would retire right there. Yeah, just park you. you Seriously. Uh, ju- uh, that's all. I just want to sit. I want to read books. Mm-hmm. I want to wear a wide-brimmed hat. Sign me up. And, um, and then move to another place to sit <laughs> and read mm-hmm. and wear a wide-brimmed hat. You're going to have um, all the best places yeah, to sit. Exactly. I do just want to give people this list because uh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. an actual list. And again, this is the top 10 places to retire, and it's based on all sorts of metrics. You can read it online. Um, number 10, and I'll just go really quickly from 10 to 1, Uruguay, Spain, Malta, France, Ecuador, Colombia, Portugal, Mexico, Costa Rica, and number one, Panama. Ooh. Interesting. I'm gonna have to, I want to read through that because yeah. I, I do appreciate the... Well, and I, I bet you learn a lot about the culture just by reading about the quality of life there and what kinds of things they value and that kind of thing. Oh, sure. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to retire to Nick Jonas's Tequila Garden. Fun. What? After this, on My Talk 1071. Well, we are going to visit a special garden on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk Gar- uh, 1071. Forget where you were. I was in the My Talk garden, but that's not the garden we're going to. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We're going to Nick Jonas's tequila garden. Yes. Consider this your pre bag, ladies and gentlemen. Pre D bag, that is, because exclusive, thanks to page six, Nick Jonas is opening a tequila garden in San Diego. What? So I saw this headline and I thought to myself. I mean, in addition to the fact that I don't care, but I do because I need to understand what the heck is a tequila garden. And apparently, um, the and I love page six because you know how they always with a singer and actress, they'll be like, Nick Jonas is opening a restaurant mm-hmm. in the next sentence. Then they'll reference something that that person has been in and say the blank actor, or the blank singer. Mm-hmm. In this case, for Nick Jonas, it's the sucker singer. <laughs> the sucker singer has teamed up with his tequila brand. Do you remember who he co-founded his? Uh, Villa One? Villa Two? Villa Well, three, that's Villa the name. Four? But he he oh. he co-founded that brand with John Varvatos. Oh, and they yeah. together are launching the Villa One Tequila Garden this spring. And here's what Jonas... Is that exclu- like an olive garden, but with tequila? If only. Bottomless breadsticks. Because you'll need that to soak up the booze. Hey. Uh, Jonas... 29 told page six again this dude's 29 and he owns the world right now Mm -hmm. has the world by uh his thing Mm -hmm. quote john and i became fast friends and collaborators the moment we met referencing john barbados uh we shared the same values of spending time with friends and family and our vision to create a high quality tequila that could be shared during those special moments it's now come to life with villa one located at the theater box in Gaslamp quarter what what I, what i don't know where that okay. is and i've i've not been to san diego right. even though i was born in the outskirts 
Uh, located at the theater box in the gas lamp quarter, the stylish rooftop will serve as a bar, restaurant, and nightlife destination. Mm-hmm. Villa One Tequila. Or is it Via One? I don't know. Was formed as a destination oasis where one can unwind and experience the ultimate after work or weekend Tulum getaway right now in the heart oh, of San Diego. Okay. You're going to Tulum in San, in San Diego? Diego because of because of tequila? tequila on a rooftop. Can I t- can I tell you what I was most entertained by um, besides your beautiful reading of that statement is that they. They're, they they write that in the article as though actually Nick Jonas said all of those words. That is a press release. Oh yeah, one hundred percent crafted quote that was attributed to him. One hundred percent. It's not as though he was sitting down with you know um, Leah Bitsky, who mm-hmm. is the author of this particular article, and and had. A conversation. No, this was literally just printed off, uh, and it's not even printed. It was sent as an email. Now they show a rendering, which I love because a rendering is not a thing. It's a fake photo. Yeah. Of the layout, it's just a rooftop bar. Yeah. And again, I don't understand why you can't just have a rooftop bar, and you can be a moneyed interest. I'm assuming, like many celebrity endeavors, co-branding though they are, this is really just an opportunity to use the celebrity to, you know, get people's butts sitting in those seats. Like, let's go to Nick Jonas's Villa One. Although I then asked myself, who who are those people? Thank you. So that was going to be my question for the room. (laughs) Um, Does, you know, does, does that draw you into a space ever? No, it's either going to be a fun space or it's not. And the fact that it's owned or co-owned by Nick Jonas will be secondary. Um, I, w- I almost feel like that would put me off. Yeah, because, I'm sure for some people. Yeah, I would think more along the lines of, I don't really know that I want to go to Nick Jonas's restaurant. <laughs> it seems like the food might be an afterthought. Most people aren't even going to know that this is Nick. It's True. not like it says Nick Jonas on it. And if you're in and around San Diego, True. you're not like... I mean, the three people that want to be seen... And we'll do some Instagram stuff. Sure. That's a big deal to them. But the average person is like, hey, have you been to that Villa One? Right. Cup bar? It's kind of hopping. And as for that actual space, which, again, purports to transport you to a place in Mexico, even though you're in Southern California, solely because there's tequila involved, which I don't I don't know the connection. Please uh, educate me. I can't. Um, in addition to all that, inside this space, you will find as it is laid out in this article, patio-style seating, a communal table for socializing. No. Fire pits. This is the most millennial experience ever. There will be specialty cocktails, of course, served with... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The Tequila, tequila. Villa One. Villa One Tequila. Uh, the bar menu will include more than 160 tequilas. So, like, diehard tequila fans and mezcals. Will be available to choose from. Will Pee Wee Herman be dancing on the bar? No. Okay. I wish. Um, I mean, as for the food, uh, a chef, probably a celebrity chef, Jorge Cueva, aka Mr. Tempo, has curated oh, hey. a Mexican cuisine, including tacos, burritos. What's that coming out of your speedo? Stop it. Enchiladas and his signature Japa Mex sushi rolls infused with Mexican flavors. I mean, look, you know, if you needed a nice place to sit on a patio and, you know, drank and have some, you know, Mexican food. Great. Sure. I just don't understand how this is like an actual worthwhile investment for for Mr. Jonas. Well, what's you know what's interesting is Priyanka Chopra has a restaurant in New York City. Yeah. And so to me this just feels like part of their diversification portfolio. Oh, yeah, they're a machine. Yeah. That when it I, comes to branding their celebrity. Right. And and that actually also drives me away from a location because I feel like that's not a passion of his. It's just another check he's going to collect. This is a place that you don't go as a destination because Theater Box in San Diego is a movie theater. And so this oh. is where you go. When you want to have an adult beverage instead of going to their sugar factory location. Interesting. Next to the movie theater. Okay, so that's interesting. This is a movie theater bar. Yeah, this is a movie theater bar. It's on top of the movie theater. You don't have to go to the theater to go to the bar. No, no, no. But it you would go to the bar if you were going to the movie theater if you wanted tequila to enhance your experience. Okay, well, best of luck to you, uh, Nick. I mean, good luck to them, but uh, I probably won't be going on my next trip to no, San Diego. I don't think I don't think so either. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call Demons. them after this on my talk one zero seven one. Celebrities behaving badly. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one zero seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is D Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag Kanye West. Oh, yeah. Kanye. Why today? What's that? I said, why today? Well, specifically this headline over at page six. Kanye West worried Pete Davidson will get Kim Kardashian hooked on drugs. Kanye West is now concerned that uh, Kim's new beau is going to get uh, her on the drugs. Quote, oh, geez. Um, this was what he captioned on an Instagram post after a follower's comment about Pete Davidson. Quote, I'm really concerned that Skeet, that's his nickname for Pete Davidson, will get my kid's mom hooked on drugs. He's in rehab every two months. Okay. So now... I would just like to inform Mr. West, knowing a thing or two as I do about addiction, that's not how it works. Mm. 
So if you're addicted to drugs, you don't get others addicted to drugs. It's not contagious. No, it's not like herpes. Okay. I was going to say COVID, but cool, that too. I mean, or COVID Mm -hmm. for that matter. You have more chance of getting COVID and herpes from someone at the same time. Yeah, it's true. Than you do getting addicted to drugs because of somebody else's drug use. So that's the first thing, Mr. West. Number two. I appreciate that you're being so respectful and calling him Mr. West. I don't have anything against Kanye West. Mm -hmm. I think uh, oftentimes the media is very harsh on him. But in this case, I do actually think he needs to consider more carefully the words he's using, because mm-hmm. for those who do struggle with addiction, this is just gross. And I, I honestly don't think that's his intention is to throw all people who have addiction issues under the bus. But that is, in effect, what he's doing because he has a personal beef with Pete Davidson. Really, he has a personal beef with Kim Kardashian. Actually, his beef is with himself Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I don't think the issues really are Kim Kardashian or Pete Davidson for that matter. But the second thing is, so yes, don't, don't lump or don't, spread lies about what addiction does or doesn't do. Mm -hmm. And then also to then shame Pete for going to rehab by saying, quote, he's in rehab every two months is stupid, um, obviously, and disrespectful, which I understand why he's being stupid and disrespectful to Pete Davidson, because, again, he's taking out his own internal rage on Pete Davidson. Mm -hmm. We can all see that. Mm -hmm. But in the process, Mr. West you are affecting the lives of those who actually struggle with or deal with not only addiction itself, but the um, stigma, stigma of addiction. Well, and I mean, yes, we all see what Mr. West is doing, uh, but Mr. West does not see what Mr. <laughs> West is doing. And maybe he does. True. And he doesn't care because True. he's really just focused, as is often the case, on himself but I will say, in this case, it's one of those things where, like, you can be all focused on yourself, sure. But, like, don't do not do that to other people, please. Thank you. We How already have enough st- stigma to deal with agreed. in the world. How did he deliver this, uh, this? In a response to an Instagram comment. Okay. 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 I Listen, um, yeah, now would be a good time to... Take I mean, a deep breath, actually, take a step back. I would also just look in the mirror because, you know, he has unfairly, I think, been sort of stigmatized with mental illness mm-hmm. or, you know, people using mental illness as a way to cut him down, mm-hmm. which, you know, he, you'd think, would understand. This is always my favorite game. Um, and also, I learned to stop doing this from like the age of 20 something when I realized the world, this is just the world we live in. Mm-hmm. But like, you'd think that somebody who experienced something would then not turn around and do that to someone else. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it's actually quite common for people who are stigmatized to then re stigmatize others because they don't have the proper coping mechanisms to deal with the stigma in their own lives. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm done. Bye. Thank you. Who's oh. your debate? Thank you for asking. Um, this is sort of of a theme. I feel like I'm uh, I, I've, I've brought to the table more than once in the last few weeks, um, but I'm bringing it again. It is tabloids for their coverage of a story. Um, I'm bringing the Today Show actually today. No pun intended. 
uh, as my D bag in this particular instance, but I've seen a similar headline about Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, what's going on with Jamie Lee? Thank you for asking. Here's the headline. Jamie Lee Curtis looks nothing like Jamie Lee Curtis in her new movie. Except for that the problem is, it's not a problem, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once is actually as Jamie Lee Curtis as she's ever Jamie Lee Curtis. What? That was a lot of words. I know. So go with me. So she posted a picture on her Instagram, Jamie Lee Curtis did, of her on the set of Everything Everywhere All at Once. And this is premiering at the South by Southwest Festival in Texas. So that's why she's talking about it now. In the picture, she is wearing a wig. Sure. Okay. Yep. Um, and she's sitting in a cubicle. And noticeably, the thing that everybody's been talking about is her midsection seems fuller. Well, the reason why that is the case is because uh, she she will share with you um, and she did, actually. I'll read some of her words. Uh, she says, two years ago, we made this movie right up until the day the world shut down. It was finished just in time. Anyway, she explains a little bit about who she plays. And she says, um, in the world, there is an industry, a billion dollar, trillion dollar industry about hiding things. Concealers, body shapers, fillers, procedures, clothing, hair accessories, hair products, everything to conceal the reality of who we are. And my instruction to everyone was, I want to be no concealing. I want there to be no concealing of anything. I've been sucking my stomach in since I was 11. When you start being conscious of boys and bodies and jeans are super tight. I very specifically decided to relinquish and release every muscle I had I used to, that I had used to clench and hide the reality. That was my goal. I've never felt more free creatively and physically, and I can't wait for everyone to see the brilliance of this movie, blah, 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 et cetera. Moving on, I go back to the headline. Jamie Lee Curtis looks nothing like Jamie Lee Curtis in her new movie. Yeah, that's actually just her, minus the wig. I think what Jamie Lee Curtis was trying to say <laughs> And the is, fashion choices. I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis would be wearing that on any given day, but right. your point is well taken. I think that what she's trying to say is, this is me. This is what I look like in real... And she's kind of been on a mission for this, and I love this about her. Um, she's been on a mission to just... Show people what aging looks like. Show people what she really looks like. Remember, she was on the cover of Closer, Closer, Closer. Is it Closer or Closer? Closer. Thank you. Closer magazine. Um, and she was raw. I mean, she was. Ooh, was she like chapped or something? No, but she was just. I think she had no makeup on and she had, oh. her hair was gray. And well, you know, Hollywood loves when a lady takes her makeup I off. I know. So that's, again, like I said, this is sort of of a piece. So brave. Because the headlines are typically something along the lines of Jamie Lee Curtis looks unrecognizable. And Yeah, it's lazy. Oh, it's so lazy. Um, I want to see this movie for one reason only. What? It's in the picture. Uh, the donut? No. Oh. That looks like a cookie. I mean, the cookie? But no. Uh, it's in the picture. The, yeah. uh Is it on her body? No. Is it around her body? No. Just keep looking at the picture. Okay. There's Bradley? actually three reasons I want to see this film. Okay. Because of those statues in the back yeah. look like not statues? Mm, yeah. They look like uh, some, um, something you sit on. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. That's why you want to see. Well, I just I need to understand what that why? is. Yeah. What is the deal with that? Yeah. yeah. What are the other reasons? Why? Well, there's three of them. Oh, thank you. 
I get it now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm now just I'm trolling the comments to see if anybody is like, hey, so yeah, what's can we that just talk? Yeah, I think it's the butt. Oh, <laughs> so Whoa! the person said, I think it's the butt <laughs> trophies that do it for me. I wish I could read the inscriptions. They'd have to be classic. Oh, Four gosh. replies. It says auditor of the month on both. Oh, wow, somebody did the work on All that. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Do you find her to be unrecognizable, though? Do you, you know that's Jamie Lee Curtis? Honestly, right? if you had shown me that yeah. photo, I would not have known that was Jamie Lee Curtis. I get that. I but, get that. But, but you know, that's with no context. And your point is still worth, you know, making and taking. It's just that um, what they think they're doing in this article is not what they're doing, I think, is, right. is the point you're trying they to make. They deliver a whole different story. And, and if I were Jamie Lee Curtis, I might be a little eye-rolly about this. Because I, I, the it's it's very similar to the the conversation we had earlier about uh, Jessica Simpson and how impossible it is to be a woman and have a body in the world. That you know she's actually actively Jamie Lee Curtis is actively trying to show the world what an aging body looks like, what you know, sort of the antithesis of what the beauty industry wants you to think about yourself that you need to nip and tuck and change and enhance Mm -hmm. and whatever. And she's just really trying to reflect that back to us. But then the story about her gets written through the lens of a world where we want women to be something that they aren't. Yeah. And then they don't even mention the trophies and they don't even say anything about the rear end trophies. And the movie sounds interesting. It's it being does. described as a must-see visual but spectacle. But see, this is the whole point. Mm-hmm. It's It used to be... Well, yeah. I shouldn't even Back say used to be because I, because I don't even think this has ever been the case. But one would think in a, in a normal world that uh, people would be interested enough in the thing that you're doing to go see the thing that you're doing. Instead, we need to have and and, you know, that's what Jamie like. So Jamie Lee Curtis is doing something noble in that she's talking about her body. But mm-hmm. like, I don't need any of that. Like you're she's saying she's saying all those things to sell tickets to a movie, mm-hmm. you know. And yes, they're good things that she's saying. And I think those are valuable. And in, in the world that we live in, it's very important for women, especially to, you know, find ways to like live in a world and not constantly be judged for their bodies. All of that is 100% true. But we live in this world also where like you can't just want to go see a movie. You have to like mm-hmm. feel somehow like motivated because of like the crap that, you know, the world is throwing at women, right? When the movie might not even it might be about that, but I I, I you know what I mean? It's like we have yeah. to go deep on celebrities' personal stories and be invested in them in order to be interested in the work they're doing. Jamie Lee Curtis is an accomplished, grown-ass woman who's been turning out blockbusters and a critically acclaimed oh, yeah. films for decades. Yes. I think that's reason enough to go see her movie. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I also then think about how often uh, a woman will win, will go for an award by playing not glamorous that that's an actual thing and that is allegedly the thing that drives their wonderful performance and then that is part of the headline that then drives us to the yeah like she was brave enough to be ugly right i've been doing that for 46 years nobody calls us brave feel free to anyone when we come back on the colleen and bradley show
I've got a D-Bag Double Down. Uh, this one goes by the name of Samantha Markle. Oh, great. Or does she? Mm, but she's brave. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. Uh, that song is a bop. You are correct, Holly. It's really good. That was that new Camila Cabello song. Uh, that features Ed Sheeran, of course, because Ed Sheeran gets around. Um, More than ways than one, apparently. Uh, listen to old podcasts of our uh, blind item segment. Okay, now I brought you a D bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your now second D-bag person? Thank you for asking. It is Samantha Markle. Oh, that troll. She is a troll. In fact, actually, uh, this actually was published last week in BuzzFeed News uh, by the work of Ellie Hall, a BuzzFeed News reporter. She did a deep dive into Meghan Markle's half-sister, Samantha, um, and basically came to the exact same con- con- conclusion. Contrusion? Yes. That she hit her head. Samantha Markle is Meghan Markle's biggest troll. Yeah. Um, and in fact, had been using for years her very own Twitter account to spread lies about Meghan Markle that then would get obviously picked up by tabloids. And so, and they were fully made up. Yeah. Um, Samantha Markle, by the way, did take part in this uh, this article by Ellie Hall and did not. Well, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. So Twitter, in response to this article, has now suspended Samantha Markle's account. Okay. Because now a, a light was shown uh, that showed some of the kind of outright lie and also very kind of racisty stuff that her sister was posting, her half sister was posting about her, including but not limited to rumors that her children are not her very own. Um, what? Yes. She's the person who planted the seeds about Meghan Markle saying that her pregnancies were fake and that her children were not hers. Oh, great. Yes. Oh, what a horrible person. She's gross. Yeah. Um, she's super duper gross. And um, she's, by the way. OK, so so bringing it all back. Right. So she so Twitter suspended her account. Her so lawyer, are you saying that BuzzFeed did this article, yep. found some really uh, objectionable tweets and Twitter said, you can't do that. Yes. OK. And so they were like, take a time out. Meanwhile, Samantha Markle's uh, lawyer because we'll get to this, because she's suing Meghan Markle for defamation. Her lawyer came forward and said, yeah, no, those things that they wrote about in the BuzzFeed News article, her account was hacked, and somebody put that stuff in there. Yeah, that happens. A lot of celebrities get hacked Mm -hmm. when uncomfortable things show up on their feed. I'm sorry. Also, a lot of celebrities... Of which she is not. But yes, you are right. That is a weird and convenient sort of excuse that we've heard before when stuff that somebody says gets out that they don't want you to think they actually said. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like I said, Samantha is suing her half-sister, Megan, yeah. for some of the things that she said on that infamous Oprah interview in the backyard at Gail's house on the Christopher Knight uh, lawn chairs. Yeah. One of the things that she's suing her sister Meghan Markle for is that Meghan Markle said 
in that interview that she didn't she hasn't seen Samantha Markle in 20 years and that she was raised as an only child. That goes against what Samantha Markle has said of her sisterly relationship. Thank you. Is that that illegal? I mean, if I think you raise a good families having different opinions about what actually happened (laughs) and a time and a place, then we'd all be in jail. Well, the big thing or one of the big things that she is uh, contesting is that Meghan Markle said Samantha Markle, her half sister, who is the daughter of the same father, Thomas yeah, they Markle, share a father. they share a father, um, that Samantha actually changed her last name to Markle only after she started dating Prince Harry. Interesting. Which, you know, I feel like... Oh, wait, so you're saying that she wanted attention and used her sister's celebrity to get attention? What? Ding, ding, ding. okay. Ding, ding, ding. That's my fake surprise face. Yeah, so they're... And they're just at each other. Exactly. Um, Meanwhile, Thomas Markle, because why not join the chat? Thomas Markle again. Oh, yeah, because that's his cottage industry. Yep. He is fully in support of Samantha Markle's lawsuit against uh, Meghan Markle. Because he, too, wants attention. Yeah. 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 Because this lawsuit's not going to amount to anything, and it really is just attention. And didn't she write a book called, like, My Nasty Sister Who Lied? Princess Pushy. Princess Pushy Pants? Wasn't it Princess Pushy Pants? I think it was just Princess Pushy. I like Pushy Pants. I agree with you. She really should re-release that in the second edition. Mm -hmm. She says that Megan defamed her and that it got in the way of her selling her memoir Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. here's here's the thing. So, like, oh, sorry, I, it's the diary of Princess Pushy's sister. That's okay. the name of the book. Thanks for clarifying. In case any of our listeners want to buy it on Please Amazon, don't. which they don't, don't spend a penny. On um, it. you know, this is one of those things where, like, remember yesterday? I don't remember the context or what tipped off this conversation, but I said something to the effect of. You know, when you, I think it was Kim and Kanye, when you think a certain way about a celebrity and you just have this belief about a celebrity in your head and, and go out onto the street or when you're with your friend group the next time, say like, what do you think about this person? And they'll have like a gut reaction. I always think those gut reactions should be like investigated because Mm -hmm. I think most of us are pretty lazy when it comes to forming opinions about celebrities because it's celebrities. Who cares? Right. We, we, we got to, Frankly, I think we do this about real people in our own lives, mm-hmm. but that's a separate topic. Mm-hmm. But as far as celebrities are concerned, it's low stakes. So the point is, the reason we have those gut reactions, I think most of the time comes from the media's characterization. Well, where does the media's characterization oftentimes come from? It comes from people involved. And in this case, I honestly think, and this story I think is what you're you're alluding to, mm-hmm. shows that you know people put things out there and then they just sort of gain traction and a life of its own. And because of some like systemic things which we don't need to get into but like in this case okay mm-hmm. we'll say them systemic racism for one or mm-hmm. misogyny in the case of the fact that Meghan Markle is not only a woman of color but she's a woman that we're prone to like take on those those um uh, framings that we see like so Meghan Markle's sister is putting out these conspiracy theories People have, like, their predisposed notions, right? Mm -hmm. Because of all the things I just said. And you understand why, if you were to walk up to the average person on the street, a lot of them might think critic or might have, like, weird negative thoughts about Meghan Markle. 
Yeah. Right? Right. And once you start to think, like, why, it becomes clear that it has very little to do with any reality because none of you people know her. And it has everything to do with trolls like her sister and the media who's oftentimes complicit in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you have even a second of your life to devote to this BuzzFeed News article, it is worth it. uh, And you will just be disgusted. And that's that. Uh, (laughs) Hey, should you use emojis in work emails? Give us a call. What? 